Keep six, 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 six. What time is it? <laughs> I was looking at the chat box, not the um, Zoom yeah. window. Yeah, I was waiting for you to do the um, back at it again, but that's. Well, th- listen. This is the whole other podcast that we're not releasing yet. You want to do keep six and then that, or do you want? We're we're, we're creating this on the fly. I might cut I this out. I might leave it in. If you got a six, I don't have a six, and I was all honest about the six I don't have, so that's all up there. No, I have a six. Yeah, Batman and the Outlaws. Or the outside is. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. This is going to be the unused episode. I am fucked right up. This is going to be the unused episode. No, Batman and the Outsiders, man. The... Six, six, well, yo, what time is it, man? Oh, it's six o'clock. What time is it? It's six o'clock. Six, six, six. It's time to keep six, six, six. Six. It's, it's been a lot of sixes, six, six. So I hope this six is a real good. Yeah, but. Six. Batman and the Outsiders, written by Brian Hill and art by Dox- Dexter Soy. It's great, man. It's a cool. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it was a hot six, yo. <laughs> well, it, it's great because the team's cool, right? Batman, Katana, Black Lightning, Signal, and Orphan. It's an interesting team. It's a really interesting team. It's a sick team. And then uh, they introduce a new character in it as well. And, you know, Lady Shiva's in it as well. And they're up against Ra's al Ghul. But it's sick. It's really good. It's I. It, it just came out that it's it's going to be canceled in October. But you know. <laughs> that's how exclusive it is. Well, it's it's about fourteen issues deep now. At the time of this recording, All right. Um, so we got a few more. But no, it's really good. Worth a look. Checking out. On that. Yeah. Artwork. Yeah, the art, artwork's sick, man. Artwork's really sick. Writing. Brian Hill is awesome. He's awesome in this. Which is funny because I thought this is this is why I thought he would do well on. Um, Fallen Angels. <laughs> Ooh, not quite not, the same. This is this is much better. Than that. And if you haven't heard our Hawks Pox Docs Side Pox <laughs> episode where we talk about X Men, we definitely talk about. I think we're gonna have to do something specific for Fallen Angel. There's too much in there for us not to really go at it. Yeah, we can. We can. We can. I mean, it's done, right? But we can. Yeah. and that definitely helps us <laughs> review it faster. Oh, cable. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. Back at it again like we never left. Coke and dank. Dank and coke. This is the Lethal Weapons. Hey, dank. Hey, coke. What borders on insanity? What borders on insanity? Canada and Mexico. <laughs> Shots fired. Twenty twenty five. Yeah, that <laughs> special episode. That has nothing to do with the X Men, but no, but that's it. Kind of has everything to do with the X Men. Exactly. You're definitely gonna get some mutants out of this motherfucker. God damn. Yeah. Good lord. You could say you could say the two finalists have at certain points bordered bordered on insanity themselves as well. Uh, yes. I mean, if you have to keep explaining the joke, then I'm going to say it's not funny. 
Listen, fuck. <laughs> you want to fight? For the... You want to fight? <laughs> That's the real segue. <laughs> you want to fight about it? Yeah, I do. We're, we've made it. We finally made it, everybody. We made it to the finals. Everybody, all three of you, who, if you've been listening since the very beginning, then you'll know that we started something called um, Heroes from a Hat or Hero Draft. And it was when we took, it was a Marvel edition and we take two Marvel heroes and kind of play out a scenario where they would be fighting or in some sort of competition. In our verses, we did our brackets. That's right. We have brackets. There could only be one winner in the Marvel universe of the best fighter. We had 32 to start with, right? Correct. And we've got it down to just the last two. Yeah. And we had some like interesting rounds. Really interesting uh, stuff. Yeah. Some, uh. Crazy matchups that we weren't expecting to happen. And uh, the fun of the draft is we don't get to choose who we're going to be repping. We literally pull out of a hat, and whoever we get is who we got roll with. And I remember uh, losing some battles I didn't lose. So, That's right, yeah. There, and there was, there was a couple times that we swapped our, like, favorite guys. I think I got – at one point I got Iceman, and you got somebody else or something or other. It was some like, we <laughs> – Anyways, we, we, we there was some there was some interesting scenarios we pulled out, but yeah, we didn't know we were grabbing. Dave Cope, ready to be on the ball, but I we, don't know we finally made it to the finals. The finals, yeah, and I know the semifinals ended about like months ago. We finally, I mean, we, we wanted time, to. We, time sorry, is a man-made construct. Someone's gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Absolutely, no, it is though. Uh, but we got the finalists. We wanted to give their own episode. But I'm trying, to pull up the, I'm trying to pull up the list here because the route to the finals was an amazing matchup. And I feel like we have to do that justice and give our finalists their their highlight reel to get to the finals. Well, do you want to tell – do you want to say who the finalists are? Or do, are you just going to give them intro first? Like, I, I want to get the the intros. I mean, people should know because clearly they've been listening for so long. And, well, it's in the title uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> they've been on batted ear. No, give, give them the intro. I'm still trying to look for the fucking sheet that says – and then they kick this person's ass. Yo, I got mine. So, after defeating Hercules, <laughs> listen, here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna, so, defeating Hercules in a scrap in round one. Defeating Wonder Man yes. on a horseback race in round two. Defeating Iron Man in a game of horse in round three. And defeating Silver Surfer in Pictionary in round four. <laughs> that would hurt a lot, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that one hurt a lot. Yeah, yes, it's, it's that one hurt boy. a lot. It hurt it's a lot, boy. but it made so much sense. Yeah, it did. It was... it's, it's sailing. We have sailing, sailing all the way from the UK. We have Silox in the final. Betsy Braddock, aka Silox. Well, not anymore, but you know. <laughs> uh, well, and we'll get into that. But yeah, we'll a, get into that. What a road to the finals. Yeah, wild, wild ride, and it gets great, and we. If they sound silly, the horseback race and the game of horse and this picture, we do that on purpose. And now, that's what, do you, to, what do you explain this shit for? By this point, they know what's going on. And no, if they you don't. Go, I don't think anybody even remembers this. Well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> One of the finalists deserves to be the finals. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you do me the honor of giving me the second finalist, that'd be great because I'm still trying to pull up. You're trying to pull up her roads? Her roads? Rounds? I can't tell. <laughs> we we bear the lead. Yes, sir. In the first round, she defeated Daredevil. That's right, in a scrap. First round of just scraps. In an easy beat-em-up. In the second round, 
a hot dog eating contest. She destroyed Moonstone in the third round, hand to hand, armed combat, known as wrestling. She Wally mopped Captain Marvel. It's a good word, Wally mop. And That's... now she's made it to the finals in a commanding way. We're talking about Rogue. So unplanned too. The fact that we're doing a whole separate X Men podcast. The fact that we got a X Men finals. That's pretty cool, man. That's super awesome, and just kind of shows to like how they've been written and their power set up until this point. Because these these women are kind of deep cuts when you talk about the X Men universe. Very deep cuts, yeah. Very deep. Well, especially especially Psylocke is Rogue is Rogue is a '90s gem. Shots fired already, huh? Trying to trying to. No, well, no. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm deep cuts in the terms that she's not as well known. I'd imagine. I remember when I when, when we used to watch the '90s animated sh- series. Right. Sadak wasn't even in it, right? So I'd see her in comics and stuff, and I'd be like, "Who is that?" And then you could say that, but that that just like puts it onto how you got into X Men because we came in through the '90s cartoon. Oh, absolutely, yeah, of course we did. But we have again. There's all the purists that came in through the comic book. And yeah. Salak's always been a big player in that, especially when you factor in if Professor X is really all about the mind. And they've always played Jean Grey as going to be the successor. Yeah. The fact that Psylocke was such a cool spin on basically the same concept. Yeah, well, what always attracted me to her was the, the mark on her eye. <laughs> yeah. the, the Crimson Dawn mark, which yeah. we'll get into. Like that. I was like, that's so cool. I always liked the... Um, the what the off kilter things like when the asymmetry when they don't match i was like oh just one eye has that that's pretty sick well if you're talking about asymmetrical you definitely got to talk about how distinct rogue has always been drawn they've given her that streak and that's always set her apart from any other kind of redhead character and even her comet uh we'll get into that even deeper but like just the fact that she was never really a team player in the fact that all of them were usually decked out in blue and yellows she was coming in with green. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Green and brown. So, I mean, again, the strength. These are very distinct characters who have such deep backstories, present stories, and now as we're reading, future stories. Yeah. That this finals is probably the best we could have hoped for. I mean, yeah, still... we were we were we were really excited. Like, I don't know, we were I was super pleased that we got a finals of two people that I don't know if they're they don't get enough justice, but they're, they're due. Yes, there you go. They're, they're both major players and never are really treated like major players. Although oh, I, could, I could argue that Rogue is more of a major player than Psylocke, but I mean, we'll get to that. Yep. But these two definitely hold their weight on the team and could easily own their own um, individual properties and, and like comic runs. And as we're reading now with the whole Hawks Box Docs, they're basically taking over whatever run that they're in because they have kind of the best story moving forward yeah um i i I don't know if you equate that to their backstory their power set or just the foundation of them in x-men it's been awesome right so like this gave us both a chance to like check up on these women yeah why they're they're such badasses so you say we were excited for this episode we're still excited for this episode we're excited to finally be doing this episode because it's yeah, long overdue. Long time coming. And first thing you can notice about these women is that they're both extremely powerful. Yes. And they're both very fuck 
fucking damage too. <laughs> uh, yep, fractured in individuals for different reasons. Uh, yeah, too. yeah. For for very different reasons, but yeah, it, very powerful beings, both damaged, both with convoluted. Well, especially especially Betsy, convoluted backstories. Well, I mean, been all over the place. Same with Anna Marie. I mean, the second you touch somebody, you get all of their shit. Oh yeah, no, that for sure. But I, I'm just meant in 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 comics lore and stuff like the the way that writers have chosen to take with them is always been insane. Yeah, it's been it's been some weird. So where do we go? Where do we dive in with these? Bad, I, was just, I was just thinking that like we could. There's so much to talk about, but um, do you give some backstory first, or do you want to? Sure. Yeah, let's do like a little brief of where they're from, kind of thing, right? All right. Tell me, tell me about Emory. Oh, okay. So she's a Mississippi-born. Southern Belle, which is awesome. That always lends itself to how you would read her in the comics and obviously who got to voice her in um, animated series. Because I like her, her 90s X-Men voice is my, my definitive version of Rogue. Do you, do you still hear when you read when you read her in books? Yeah, I do. I read yes, her. So do I. And, they, and credit to some writers, they'll give her some of those kind of like tones and uh, verbiage that like you can hear it more because she's saying things that are from the South. Um, I was going to say, I was going to make a joke about the movies, but uh, let's stay as far away from um, Rogue and Psylocke in the movies. Cause God, they've had, they've. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yes, please. Let's stay away from both of them. The so movie. early on in her life around her teens, she, she noticed that when she touched other people, she would essentially suck the life out of them and leave a lot of them unconscious. Uh, Loda become that, Rogue's greatest power set is her power of touch. Um, and that kind of like led her to a completely different life off the bat, right? Like she was like a, a happy teen, but very quickly turned into a runaway freak and uh, carried a lot of grief in some backstories. Like she had uh, a death in the family. So obviously you'll take that on more. Um, and then a abusive father. So like that hits differently as well. Yeah. And Again, a credit to her name, she was always the rogue, right? She was always the one that couldn't fit in and fit out. So teenagers already feel like that. The fact that you add this crazy power set that you absorb and like just take in all of their, uh, I want to say identity for lack of better words. It's just like their their whole like brain matter, right? Yeah, and, their essence or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and that. when we get deeper into it, we'll see how like that's truly affected rogue and who she's become but early on in her life she was just a basically a runaway scared girl with way more power than she knew what to do with yeah that's that's which is crazy because it's like we, we talk about how similar they are in in aspects of their power levels and and um how damaged they are but their backstories couldn't be more different yeah. <laughs> like it's like because betsy uh grew up in it like for lack of a better term, or not lack of a better term, but for all types of persons, a healthy family. Right. And she's a twin. She's a twin, so she's the older twin of her and Brian. Uh, older, then they have an older brother named Jamie, who we, you, we know all about, who's Omega level, but her and her twin Brian were, were born in um, England. Right. Essex in England, and her first appearance in the comic books is uh, Captain Britain number eight in 1976. So Chris Claremont created her. 
Um, that's in that's in the, the in the UK, and then her first appearance in US market would be New Mutants Annual Number Two in 1986. So ten years later, you know, here. But her father was originally from Otherworld, but sent to Earth by Merlin to father the new champion of the of the world, which would be end up being Brian or Captain Britain, right? Right. And all three of his children had latent powers passed on to them. So Jamie, Betsy, and Brian. Although Betsy and, and Jamie are mutants and Brian is not. He's just like the chosen one for Captain Britain, right? There's already another weird dynamic that that family tree has. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. You'd think that the twins would be have the mutant gene together, but they do not. Um, and she became, earlier on, she be, before her powers even manifest, she became a charter pilot and um, a supermodel. <laughs> her powers didn't, didn't actually manifest until there was an accident while she was flying and she kind of started getting like precognition and, and uh, some sort of like psychic abilities. Right. And that led her into um, shields, British offshoot called strike. So she went straight for the, like into the good guys fold. As soon as yep. Possible. Yep. And she began, yeah, she, yeah, she got went right to the good guys. Fold. Cause they actually approached strike force actually approached captain Britain first. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to be part of a government issue. I'll, I'll do my own thing. So then they approached her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll join up." <laughs> she wanted, she wanted to, she wanted I'll to matter. Take right? sloppy seconds. <laughs> <They're> yeah, <mine. laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's uh, I don't know how much more you want me to give, but that's no, that's a, that's a great like opportunity to pass the the puck over to me. Because um, if you talk about how she developed her power set and knew that she was wanting to be good with it, complete uh, 180 for Rogue who, as she figured out that her flirtation and kind of her touch were now still memories from other people, she started to have to like, dressing differently, which was usually to, I guess, the, the artist's credit, like skin-tight <laughs> outfits that would kind of block her, any portion of her skin to touch yeah. anything else. She started wearing gloves a lot more. But the way she really harnessed and learned about her powers was linking up with the probably worst team that you could probably link up with, with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah, and Mystique became her like surrogate mom and kind of broke around some street shit. Like she learned a different side of like the rule book, I guess. Um, and figured out there are no, there's another way to play kind of this game as a mutant and factor in how you view yourself as a mutant. Um, because even as bad as brotherhood sorry, uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants are, Mystique has always been kind of the mindset of, like, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm independent kind of mindset. She's always been the anti-hero, even working bad, even working good. Right. So, like, the fact that the connection there was mother-daughter. Rogue still got a lot of good information, but unfortunately, how she became true Rogue was by zapping Miss <laughs> Marvel, Carol Danvers' um, energy to the point that put her into a coma and gave Rogue miss marvel's entire power set right and then that's when a different type of rogue made it into the comic books and kind of cartoon lore so she didn't end up killing i always thought when i was a kid that she actually killed carol but she didn't actually kill her right? no she combed her out and and depending on if you watch the cartoon show they always had a little nod to that and her visiting her because yeah i love that carol danvers was jane doe um in the comics Obviously, nobody really dies, and they just found a way to bring back Carol Danvers and then another Captain Marvel. But uh, her incredible strength, uh, her near invulnerability, the power of flight, 
and even a small form of ESP became rogues like calling cards and ultimately like made her like one of the pre like the premier players in Marvel, at least right. the X-Men universe. The only flip to that was when she did what she did, she finally grew a conscious and separated herself from the Brotherhood of Mutants, broke kind of the connection with Mystique and felt super guilty for what she did to this woman, right? Yeah. And it's really cool because you would join up with da, 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 the X Men, which is really cool because you got you have like this girl now with such power because Captain Marvel's or she was Miss Marvel back then is like her power set's crazy, right? But she can't touch anybody. Nope. It's like it's it's like it's such a cool quote unquote Superman where you know she's so powerful but she can't do one simple thing and that's touch, which I always thought always so so interesting about her. Yeah, it gave a, like, a completely different dynamic, something that was so not about heroes and villains. It was just like her personal life is completely different. Like she's constantly alone and learning how to like deal with that and what that means. Um, obviously, if you want to talk about allies, Gambit was one of her biggest allies, someone that yeah. was always pushing that boundary. And anyone that's seen Batman and Robin knows Gambit was the man if he discovered rubber lips. <laughs> rubber lips that's right Rubber would have saved him so many times he could have been the human kind of rubber at the same lips. time plus he's gonna get you killed with that one so huh? is that what is that what's happening with betsy and uh Brian? no well you you were saying you were saying that um no i was waiting for to get the to get the fuck back because you were saying uh Ro goes through such a big evolution when she when she drains Miss Marvel of her power as well. Right. But he also obviously goes through a massive evolution when um when she she ends up taking the mantle of Captain Britain once. Like the, for the first time. Right. And she goes up against some of his his villains Vixen and Slaymaster and she ends up getting blinded like by Slaymaster. Just gets dummied by Slaymaster. And she ends up in Switzerland to to kind of recuperate. While there, she's kidnapped by Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> that guy always fucks with everybody. Yeah, he just shows up and just, well, I'm just going to fuck with you. So Mojo and Spiral kidnap her and give her new artificial eyes. Right. And which she's eventually rescued by the New Mutants. But when she is, like, they have actually, that's who coins her name. Mojo and, and Spiral end up coining her name as Silo. It was awesome. Yeah, which is which is sick. So she has that codename Psylocke. That doesn't stem from anything, right? Like Rogue, obviously, because she just she's a wanderer and kind of keeps her own self. Like Psylocke doesn't mean something in a. Well, it's her. It's her because of her psychic abilities. Okay. Right. I think it's a sweet. Name. So is Rogue. They're both sick names, but um. Anyways, so she kind of joins. She joins up with the New Mutants Rescue, and she joins up with the X Men ship. But she's not really part of the team until she ends up fighting. I, I used to turn fighting loosely. She evades Sabretooth for a while, right, and distracts him because they have a they have a whole inf infirmary full of hurt mutants, and he shows up while the X Men are out, and she keeps him busy until Wolverine shows up. Uh, she she so she gets body armor and whatnot before, because she has very low fighting skills at this point. She's just right. a pure telepath, so she ends up getting body armor and things like that, up until um, the incident with reavers mm -hmm. she has this this is where the big evolution happens and everybody who knows Psylocke knows about the the body swap right so while they're freeing while they're super crazy 
which is really crazy at the time. And, and well, we'll get into it after, but so while fleeing from the Reavers, um, she has a precognition that, you know, that everybody's going to die. So she goes, okay, like we got to go through the siege perilous, which is presented as a teleportation device that basically grants any person a new chance at life and takes them where they should be. Right. It ends up leaving her, uh, giving her amnesia and ending her, like dropping her in, out in Asia, I mean, in <laughs> the size of China. So she's kidnapped by a crime lord named Matsuo uh, Suryaba, who is trying to save the life of his, of his lover, an assassin, a brain dead assassin named Quanah. So they mind switch the bodies, and the process is complicated, and they end up splicing the the two people and the people in two. If that makes sense, and they kind of, they share. Well, nothing makes sense if common. No, it's it's a bizarre. <laughs> it's a bizarre process, and it goes it goes a little awry. But their minds are melded together as well as their abilities in both bodies, but they're different people. And she was, so she was brainwashed at that point and handed over to the Mandarin, where she became the Lady Mandarin for a time before once again gaining free will and joining back with the X-Men after facing off Wolverine. So she retains the fighting abilities from the, from the Quanin's assassin body, because now she's in the Asian assassin body. Right, and also that's where she develops the psychic knife ability, which is awesome. Like all the which is which is sick. Blade, yeah, that was more the '90s run of her. Yeah, so but it's it's such a weird, and there were, it's funny because it, uh, when you go back and read old issues, and I'm not quite 100 percent clear on this, but there was when they changed over writers, she was actually supposed to come back. Betsy was supposed to come back in her real body, but the writer that they switched to, I can't remember his name now. But the writer they switched to, he didn't read the last issue before he started writing. So he missed, there's a, there's a scene near the end where she actually comes back in her old body. And he like didn't see that, so he kind of ignores it. So he doesn't, so it, it proceeds with the body swap rather than the, then it was revealed that it would never happen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you say there's not parallels, but there's a lot of parallels, which is funny because as you're saying your stuff, like all the stuff is like hitting off for me. Um, Rogue had like a couple issues where um, she was battling with her own personality and essentially she was losing uh, Carol, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel's power set. And she had to battle like this different incarnation of Miss Marvel um, in the Savage Land. So like, you know how all that shit's really fucked up. And it turned yeah. out that it was like Shadow King that was really um, continuing the battle and fucking with Rogue's mind. But going on to like switching bodies and just power sets, like Rogue is lost powers from Miss Marvel and then went to go find Wonder Man and then drain all his motherfucking powers, which is like hilarious. And like, basically they're I kind of, love that. yeah, I do love that. Cause Wonder Man is like useless. So the <laughs> fact that they gave it to somebody who like, you can actually write better stories with, but the amount of people that rogue has like stolen powers from like Nimrod, Juggernaut, uh, Colossus, Apocalypse, Magneto, like she's always been, around the big players and not considered a big player but in a lot of issues i've read they're usually the one that they call her like she's the she's the swat oh yeah sick like anytime juggernaut came through like it would be rogue kind of like leading that charge if not colossus right so um it's also weird how there's a distinct connection between rogue and mystique and ultimately i think that's rogue's greatest rival 
but you say Psylocke and Sabretooth are also great rivals. It's yes. just, it's amazing that Mystique and Sabretooth have done so much together, but we haven't had more runs of Psylocke and Rogue teaming up. No, I know. Because their power set, I think, really complements each other. One, because like, there's the, the psychic and obviously kind of the ground heavy, like the, the power set. But a lot of their villains, there's a lot of like close relations. Um, I'm pretty sure Rogue had a whole like run with uh, Lady Deathstrike as well, right? So like there's, uh, that's why you love comics, right? You end up finding these combinations yeah. that you never think were going to happen. Yeah. But as we did the research for this, to, to let alone get Psylocke and Rogue in the finals, but the fact that like, they started off so far apart, but like there's so much overlap between everything they've done once they kind of hit the mainstream, when I say mainstream, I mean the X-Men team, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. And her, her, when I say her, I mean, Betsy's relationship with Sabretooth goes deeper than just that. Like they meet several times afterwards and it's, it's interesting. And you talk about the crossovers too, and Psylocke and Rogue were both part of the blue team. Right. As well, right? So it's, which is which is cool because <laughs> I think I like the I like the blue team better than the gold team myself. Gold team's dope though. Like you can't. Gold team's. I think gold team. No, well the gold team's. I think a blue team. I just has more of the, team. like the heavy hitter. Like your favorites. Yeah, exactly. I think the gold team's a better, like a stronger team. It's got yes. more power, but the blue team. Get, gold team gets more shit done. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well, they got yeah, they got the blue team's doing more missions. Yeah, exactly. They, they need like twenty and like jubilees on it for whatever. And jubilees. So that's a that's they lose a point for that. What is it? Let's get it for the people. Uh, I think blue teams, Psylo- Cy- Cyclops, Wolverine, um, Rogue, Psylocke, Gambit, Jubilee, Beast. Yes. And on gold team, it's Storm, Jean Grey, Iceman, Bishop, Angel, Archangel, depending on which one you run with. Yeah. But like, again, very heavy lineups. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Obviously, it's changed several times. Like, I'm just going, I'm quoting the 90s, right? Yeah, this is a 90s one. Yeah. That boy, you, get, you have to give me all the complete works of blue teams and gold teams because those have been some amazing runs as well. You could do one like that, hey, gold team and blue team episode. I mean, yeah, that's a good uh, picking one side or another side. That'd be um, sick, actually. We should do that. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you want to talk about, I guess, solo runs or like great stories, um, Rogue had a great solo run. Uh, forgive me if I don't pull up the name in time. Um, what was this one called? The Legacy? Was it like it was the four issue one where it, oh, no, it was really less about kind of power set. And that's the great way that you can write Rogue because she is a Superman. You can really play into the fact that um, she's like super alone and kind of lonely and like she's constantly a wanderer. She'll never really fit in because of how hard it is for her to attach herself to anybody else. Right. So this specific run really talks about like her kind of, it's funny, it's kind of like an Incredible Hulk moving from town to town. She just kind of ends up in this town and like meets this guy and kind of saves his life. And as he tries to get closer, he only ends, she only ends up hurting him. So like, she's constantly always trying to deal with those demons and a credit to her evolution. The more kind of, I don't want to say evil people that she's met, but the more challenges she's had to face, the more she's had to step up her power set. And now she's really in tune with, she can control what she takes from people and how long the duration of 
the power she can absorb from other people. Which is which is crazy. That's scary. Yeah, like I don't I don't know how they rank it or like how you can move up, but like she seems like she's on her way to becoming an Omega level mutant with this kind of understanding, like the mental compass the capacity that it takes to like learn how to fucking absorb and what to absorb is fucking phenomenal, especially for this type of character. Yeah, I think she, I think. She, sorry, go. No, I, I, for the Omega level, I think we read. I remember when the when we started the. Um, the Dawn of X run, like the, the House of X and Powers of Ten, when the way Jonathan Hickman wrote it, I believe, I could be getting it wrong, is Omega level, because he lists all the, he, they list all the known Omegas in the in the Marvel Universe, and I don't think Rogue was on it, but it, you're probably right in the sense, because I think it's, Omega level is not like you're, how powerful you are, it's how powerful you are in your given mutant in your ability. in your set yeah like ice set, like yeah. ice man is fucking Elemental omega set. with ice level powers right he knows right, how to his... everything with that shit which is right. nuts right so it's almost like like silox is a similar thing where she's near omega but you still have gene gray and professor x who have a stronger yeah her fucking like um her class for lack of a better word or packed yeah. yeah, it's like deep. Like her freshman class is fucking deep, right? It's like deep as hell. you yeah. have to wait a while before you get her mixtape. Like she's gonna have dope mixtapes, but she's not the first dude that you're gonna be listening to. What's no? But what's cool about her is that she has a psychic ability, but that she has this crazy fighting ability as well. At least when she was uh, in her assassin form, right? So which is a, another great flip parallel between Rogue and Psylocke, because yeah. Psylocke has easily de- uh, depended on the hand to hand and had that for most of her kind of run. But only up until recently that they've started giving her a whole mental side where she needs to start developing that more. Yep. And well, yeah. as you're saying with Psylocke, it's the complete reverse, right? Yeah. And you were talking about how, uh, I almost called her Betsy, Emery was losing, she'd lose some powers, right? Right. Some, some Catherine. So Betsy has had the same thing. She's lost and gained powers so many times over the over her history. Like when they, they housed... I said they the X Men house Sabretooth for a while at the X Mansion, and while he kind of baited Boom Boom of all right. people to let it to let him out by accident. Boom so Boom would like, do that. Boom Boom's yeah, the well, perfect person to do that. Yeah, she was a little more timid back then, but he was just he was just ripping she, at her, so she tried to blow him up. But they always write her as like a fire starter, like she's a troublemaker. Yeah. Doesn't know she's a troublemaker. Yeah, so, she knows she's a troublemaker, and then it's so Silat came in. Silat came in to 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 defend her. But um, which, she was she had the upper hand against Sabretooth, but when she tried to side blade his 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 head, half <laughs> his brain was already gone, so it had no it didn't do anything, and he just worked her like almost killed her. And so when when she bring her back, she entered the Crimson Dawn dimension. That's where she got the eye, the the light the red lightning bolt over her eye, or whatever it was. And she actually gained the ability to like shadow walk, so she'd be able to teleport through shadows. I'm like what? That's a sick power. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like especially on top for the of whole... everything else you already have, right? Yeah. This is back when her and her and Angel just just after they got together, and they they Crimson Dawn Crimson Dawn is a it's a four part series. It's it's a little weird, but it it, it details how she gets this power and how she becomes more cold because Betsy from the original from her original writing was actually very friendly and and not kind of bubbly and stuff. She be when the body switch and the body swap and then the Crimson Dawn thing makes her more cold and and distant and Angel bitches about that and rightfully so if he's used to being someone being some way and they just switch up on him, uh, you know it makes sense. But 
it, it's it's part of why they break up in the end and she like so she gets the power to jump through the shadows as well and then she loses some of her telepathy when she imprisons the shadow king of all people shout outs to shadow king and rogue yeah shadow <laughs> so king he, she, taking over everything yeah yeah she gives well she gives up her she has to imprison the shadow king in in like mental in, in the mental realm or whatever right and she has to give up her power her telepathy to keep him imprisoned so jean gray tries to help her regain her lost telepathy but instead gives her tele- telekinesis so now she's got a completely different power set than what she had when she first started right she first she was just she was telekin- she was telepathic now she's telekinetic can jump through shadows and a trained assassin with the side blade and shit so it's like and that, that doesn't stop there, right? It kind of keeps coming. Yeah, it keeps going. going yeah, just adds she, to loses her the, she loses the shadow jump ability in some way, and now she's more psychic again. And it's it's crazy in her run on. Excuse me. She she dies for a while, for a couple of years, when she's killed by um by Vargas, who's. You don't get to him, but he's he's killed by he's killed by it's Vargas. It's not a during... Vargas podcast. We want to talk about Betsy. No, fuck <laughs> Vargas. But she, while while she joins Storm's team to look for diaries of of destiny, as we all know from our Don, how important she is in the Dawn of X storyline. Yeah, she dies, and and she gets she comes back years later by uh, Jamie. He just wills her back into existence, so she so she reappears. Yeah. Sounds sounds pretty comic to me. <laughs> yeah. But she leaves the X-Men and joins the Exiles. And while she's in the Exiles, she meets up with a different... Because, you know, the Exiles jump... For anybody who doesn't know, Exiles jump around through different dimensions and different worlds. They're the sliders. Yeah, the sliders, exactly. She ends up meeting up with a Sabretooth, who's part of the Exiles from a different... I can't remember from which Earth. Yeah, a different they end, timeline. Yeah, it was awesome. And they end and he's, up... He's like, she built hates in him. that run of Exiles, right? Like, he's toned yeah. down. Yeah, he's completely different. So she hates him from jump because of all the history they have together. Yeah, exactly. But it's a different guy, and they end up actually becoming an item for a while. Which is a, the guy who almost kills you. Because comics. Is, yeah, because comics, right? It's, well, you say because comics, but like one of the fun reads that I had, like maybe the writing was kind of not the best, especially with a character like Rogue, but they found ways to like really utilize her was X-Men versus Avengers or X- Avengers versus X-Men. Yep. Because you get these great matchups in the beginning, right? It's super superficial with literally X-Men facing off with Avengers in different settings. But it gets broken down a little more when kind of Rogue gets assimilated and she has to like battle Miss Marvel, but they're doing it on like their their mind plane. So already they kind of, after Rogue's already dummied how, how many superheroes, they find another way to add another level to it. And uh, it's not until like magic helps break her free that they noticed that Rogue's not even on Earth anymore. Like, they gave her this whole completely different one where she's on an alien planet. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. she's got to fight with, like, this crazy, like, alien queen who's trying to assimilate her. So, like, and, like, the swarm, like, they do such a... It turns into, like, such this weird twist, but it's so great because she's in the center of it. Yeah. And her power set obviously really suits herself to, like, fighting off swarms of insects. But, like, it ends up, obviously, her getting back to Earth, but... That's the same run where they got the Phoenix Force. So, like, Cyclops and, like, I think it's... Is it Colossus, too? Like, like I can't remember the, the members. Oh, the five of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cyclops, like, that Cyclops was a crazy Mag- run for that. Yeah. But the, the low-key B story was that was when, like, Magneto proposed to Rogue at the end of it. And she says yes. So, like, it was, like, they've always given Rogue, like, all these 
crazy things to like adapt to, but she's always been the best player in those situations. Yeah. Like it made Avengers versus X-Men that much more fun because I just thought it was going to be basically like a civil war, but like more specific to just these guys. Yeah. And they, they turned it into something completely different. And then of course, pussy's going to get Magneto killed. (laughs) And he's like, number two of like i don't give a fuck like he's really into rogue in a lot of different runs too yeah uh i think age of x like they hook up and there's like another one but but, like they really like that dynamic of magneto and his powers like his powerful self and like rogue with just like he sees something in her which is amazing right but like she always has to like really wake up to the fact that like she can't spend a lot of time with this dude because it's fucking magneto it's magneto yeah yeah yeah. So how much do you, how much are you willing to like give into these uh impulses, right? Yeah. I, and Psylocke's never really had like um a significant other. They've always kind of used Captain Britain as that kind of like pairing. That brother sister. Psylocke? Which yeah, is, Psylocke's in. Uh, That's what Angel. I'm saying. Like they, she's never but, had really like big hookup kind of things. Like that was never her. She was always about like the duty or kind of yeah for her yeah her i mean her and Psylocke have been or her and Psylocke, her and uh angel have been together twice neither, neither time worked but um the second time they get together in the uncanny x-force is one of my favorite fucking runs ever in comics like i love that that runs awesome man it's it's so good but she's with she's with angel then he's he's archangel then but um this one they're x-force right yeah this is the uncanny yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the first run it was the rick remender run from 2012 2011 i think it was amazing it was like 35 issues i had every one of them single issued here and it's fucking <laughs> i love it the dark angel saga we should we gotta do something on that that's that's a crazy run but that, that, remember that we gotta do that yeah dark, yeah <laughs> that was sick there was also a solar run that she had just called Psylocke and she's she's compelled to find um Maxwell the guy who did the body swap body swap with her years before she ends up make a long story short I'll, I'll spoil it everything because it's so old but she ends up finding him and he's dying and he's the one who reached out to her to have her kill him because he's being tortured it's like but by who and it, ter- it turns out Wolverine's got him so Wolverine's actually near killing him and then letting him re- like <laughs> come back to to health and then tr- doing it again and again because Matsuo is the one who killed um his old lover like Mariko right so <laughs> so it's like it's like and then so Psylocke and Wolverine fight it out because she's like this is this is fucked up like you can't be doing this as, as much of a piece of shit this guy is like I want to kill him because he's this is this is messed up and they actually get into a fight and it's a good scrap but not good funny. enough. No, Wolverine just kind of gives up. He's just kind of like, you know what? Fuck it, fine. You have him. <laughs> so like that's how it ends. It's like, oh okay. Oh, that's it. All right. Well, moving on. Moving on then. But she's uh, she hasn't like she's had a couple runs based on her, but they're all she's always in team up books. As far like she has the there's the Crimson Dawn book. There's the Psylocke book. There's the you know Sisterhood book and stuff like that. But she's always that's the majority of the same for Rogue. Um, she's yeah. had a couple solo runs, but she's mostly in team-up books. And I think that's more of a strength to those characters 
separately because they're so good just dropped in. They're great just like, what happens now if we drop this character in this type of situation? Because they understood their power set and their fighting styles, um, they can do so much with it. Yeah, that's right. Well, and if we're talking about now as well, um, the, a couple of years back, she actually gets her old body back. <laughs> well, she's going to need it. Yeah, she gets it back. So the mystery of Mandrapur number four, it was during the search for Wolverine. Kitty Pride, now known as Kate Pride, forms a group of, to locate Wolverine's missing body, and they are suspecting Magneto of taking it. So this leads them to, the, to Madripoor, where they face off against uh, the femme, femme Fatales and a psychic vampire named Sapphire Six, who absorbs Betsy's soul and leaves her body dead and cold. So basically kills her. But she's brought back into her original body <clears throat> that she remade molecule by molecule after destroying Sapphire from the inside out. At long last back in her British form. And then her old body reanimates as Quanon, leaving her with a Psylocke mantle. So Betsy's not even called Psylocke anymore. Now it's Quanon, who was revanche at one time, who came back in Betsy's white girl body. <laughs> it's, I don't know, this, and then died of the legacy. So body. who am I fighting then? Who's Roe fighting? Quanon or Psylocke? What's going on here? Yeah, that's the. Because we got to get to round one. Both. Both. No, I'm just kidding. No, she'll be for, for she'll be she'll be fight. Well, it depends, right? Because we get the like we said we got the different rounds here. Yeah, so we're going straight to round one because you're now <laughs> don't know which Silex showing up, but I know which Rogue's coming to the Savage Land fight. And essentially, well, so- you're just saying that there's no powers here. It's literally a hand to hand combat for round one to see who's gonna take home this first medal. Yeah, would you do you want to do present day or how did you how did you want to do this? Because whatever rogue you'll ch- you choose, I'll just match it. Whatever. Well, based on round two, I'm taking current day rogue because I know current day rogue knows how to throw down. Okay. She's been throwing down since she was a kid, or at least since she hooked up with Brotherhoods of Mutant, and she knows how to fight with a stronger power set, but that only increases how she knows how to throw a punch. So I don't think Psylocke's gonna make it out of. Round one, if we're saying it's a Savage Land fight, and there's no... If it's a Savage Land fight, then Rose had no power. Correct, but she knows how to fight. Right, but if she's fighting... Um, like, I guess that's, this is why you asked which Psylocke is coming, right? Because if it's if it's, if it's it's Ninja Assassin Psylocke, she doesn't stand a chance, in my opinion. Because trained Assassin, right? With the hand and all that shit? Like, she can't, she can't so touch that. which Psylocke is showing up? Well, that, we'll, do, we'll do that one, because... Because of round what round two and three are, so we'll do the we'll do the nineties versions, or the, whatever version you want to do. So I'll do the nineties um, Psylocke. So that's the Ninja Assassin Psylocke. Trained Assassin, great, but Rogue has been fighting as an X Men for the entire run as an X Men. So yeah, even, without, bit, even without the yeah, powers, yeah. her fighting sense, her muscle mass, her reactional time, is all to throwing like punches to take out people kicks to take out people headbutts to take out people i don't think you lose that mentality like she's a ufc trained fighter at this point sure no so you're taking away flying cool but i i don't think flying and flying yeah taking away flying and her strength because she's used to throwing fists like lightly and people go flying she can't do that now she's got to adjust to that psylocke's been fighting as a trained Ninja Assassin. You, you think it's gonna take long for Rogue yeah, to throw too. a hard punch when she knows she has no, to throw you, a hard punch? No, but she's not even able. To, she's not gonna be able to hit Betsy. 
girls the girls ninja man okay jumping around doing flips and shit <laughs> it's like street street fighting versus ninjutsu right is it yeah <laughs> that's your comparison that's my comparison yeah that's the, that's the way i see it because you take just take away the powers leave them bare bones fighting skills well are you ta- so if we're taking away fighting skills no, not fighting you're skills. not you're, you're not a trained assassin you're just a smaller weaker girl than rogue who's stronger than you and will punch you in your face if we're talking about first, if we're talking about first iterations, yeah. But once the body swap happened, once she trained with the hand and shit like that, she became adept at fighting with or without powers because her powers don't have any bearing on the fighting except for the psychic blade, right? So, whereas Rogue's is all, her powers are all about fighting. Well, her her gained powers from Miss Marvel. Correct. She, she gained powers, but her fighting sense has increased as she has more fighting fights under her belt with power set. So I'm saying her fighting ability is now increased exponentially regardless of powers because she's been in so many fights. Yeah, like, I know, I get that. If, yeah, if get she's that. the bruiser that they call in every time to clear out the bar, she's going to do the same with little Betsy jumping around, trying to play like a ninja. Well, she's not that much stronger than a dude. Because she's, I mean, she's like it's not like Betsy's like fragile. She's She's no, saying, she's an assassin, she's a ninja. <laughs> like, you've seen how Rogue is drawn. Like, she's definitely one of the most muscular women in the X Men team. Like, okay, I feel, <laughs> I feel like you're it just looks like all these rounds we're not going to be able to determine because we, we, we know our horses in the round. So, basically, we're looking up to uh, you three people out there. Who do you think would win in a Savage Land fight between Rogue and Psylocke? You heard our the 90s two version, one two. Right, so. Clearly, it's rope, but you know. Yeah, well, it's not. It's, it's, moving it's moving to the second round. Round two, round two, <laughs> round two first appearances. Okay, so okay, so this is first again. Round. This which, is which this Psylocke is, is showing up. This is this is this is before her body swap. This is before okay. Captain. So go ahead and make this a is, this for, is, for this one. Oh boy, no, but you know, my, my whole thing is that she's gonna fuck with your head. Sorry, she's gonna fuck with your head. Because her first appearance, like okay. her first, if we're talking first appearance, we'll we'll talk power manifestation as well. So her original sure. power of of you know of telepathy and things like that, uh, or not telepathy, but uh, yeah, tele- telepathy. She'll fuck with your head as much as she can. She got to get to my head. Yeah. And no, that's if you're, t- no if you're talking first iterations of Rogue, before she even knows how crazy it is, she's just touching everybody, not knowing how much she's taking from. So, like, this is yeah. her at her most reckless and her most dangerous. That's right. So, I feel once I figure out that you're a threat to me and I'm coming close to you, you're fucked. It, I guess it depends on how uh, mentally strong or how much what Rogue's mental fortitude is like. It also because... depends. We just, sorry, finish your thought there. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it also depends how we make those first appearances fight. Because if they're both just right. like uh, juniors in high school, like this would this fight would start completely different than if they knew they were going to be X Men kind of shit, right? Like that's right, yeah. This could really a fight st- like start over um, the wrong textbook in someone's class. Right. You took my textbook, I took mine, and however the first blow is thrown could really de- determine who's gonna win. No, the you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because the moment the moment um, the moment Betsy gets touched, <laughs> it's done. Done, right? So. 
and this is this is the, back the, with before. the moment Betsy looks at and and Anna Marie and and knows what's coming. It's fucking with her mind. Like you're never gonna get that rogue. Yeah, exactly. And that's she. I mean, she did. She did survive like this against Sabretooth, who's more vicious than Rogue. Not at that. At, like so, Rogue's first iteration don't, versus Sabretooth. survivors into here. Like Rogue's okay, survived. Fair enough, fair enough. Some of the most powerful mutants in existence. No, but I'm talking don't about as I'm. I'm just talking about as this, as this iteration. She had no powers except for her mind against the saber tooth fight that's all i'm saying okay and i just want to frame this for again the the three people listening at home you guys are definitely going to let us know who's going to win round two again it's rogue but to help you frame it this is the first time they're meeting let's say they're both 16 and it's high school it yeah it, it started off some very kind of high school like stupid drama ways of starting fights but obviously with these two having the power sets that they do it escalated real fast and obviously Rogue One, so. <laughs> and let's go to round three. Round three, current iteration. This is the, this is the make or break. See, this is, this is funny because when we, when we wrote this out, it was before the Dawn of X timeline. And now that yeah. changes everything. And now that changes everything. Everything. Changes everything. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah, because her very current iteration is she's Captain Britain. Betsy is Captain Britain, and, and in, in a, few, a few issues ago, Rogue is like Rogue Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, damn, which Rogue you want? Yeah, but is she now? I don't. Again, where where do you put that now? If you say current iteration. Exactly. So it's I guess today. The, yeah, the point <laughs> fuck right? you! Get the fuck out of here! I'm choosing Rogue Apocalypse for 100. Alex, she's the best. We don't, but we don't even know. How, not, did she use? I don't remember if she used any apocalypse powers. I thought she lost she, it once she, she came back to life. She uh, balanced the gate, and then yeah, helped, and then she, and then helped deal out half of the fucking outer world troops. And then she lost it, right? Well, she didn't need it anymore, so she kind of let it go. Let it go. So back to her power set. That's right. And obviously, Gambit freaking out. She's like, like, she don't want to fuck up that shit. But okay, so right now it's rogue. No, 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 no. Listen, with her right now, current iteration is rogue. Through six different versions of Psylocke, and now we're talking current iteration fight. Right. And today, her, her iteration because I'm on a uh, issue before the one you're on. She's still rogue. Rogue apocalypse. So rogue apocalypse, which is all the powers of rogue, and all the powers of apocalypse. Put in that dolphin down for me. Versus, actually, you could bring both Psylocke's. I'll, I'll rate that. I think that works. But she's, but she doesn't have the Apocalypse power anymore. You know I'm saying that's gone. Listen, and we're talking current iteration. We're talking about today. No, no, no. we're talking about where I am, <laughs> where I read Rogue the Last. So you're allowed two Psylocke's for my one Rogue Apocalypse. You wouldn't want that fight? That's a good fight. Those are good odds. Yeah, I, no, I'll, I'll take the fight. I'll take the odds and I'll, I'll dust you with it. That's just no, you won't. Um, you got Excalibur on one side. Tell everyone what they call me in the streets. Rogue Apocalypse. Okay? <laughs> rogue Apocalypse. That's the power set of Rogue and Apocalypse. I want my Delphin song, okay? <laughs> that's right anybody, anybody reading dot of x we've mentioned it so many times right? anybody reading that well you got that's the shit you do on your podcast you're gonna plug the other shit on your channel yo yeah so. absolutely no no but apocalypse has changed his name to 
dash dash brackets bracket big letter a bracket bracket dash dash yeah dolphins are is that what it is so it sounds like yeah everybody's like oh hey (laughs) (laughs) so fucking weird two on one you're cooked son that's that's where you go with that again her name's bro apocalypse yeah she's done got scalibur on one side got a fucked up angry yeah, assassin on the other side. Keep making those butterfly wings and choosing between a sword and a a, a chain. Um we're leaving, we're leaving it up to you folks. Again, yep. we're not doing it justice how much we enjoy the fact that these two are in the finals. So that's really oh, we, we, yeah. we don't want to pick a winner. We think they're both fucking winners. Uh, there's great runs that you should be reading by just these X-Men. Um, Uncanny X-Men number 218. X-Men Legacy oh, the- 233. This is when they're together, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Messiah Complex is fucking great. Utopia has some good runs for Rogue. There's a lot of good shit for these characters out there. I'm pretty sure Coke's going to put up some uh, highlight reels of where you want to see them the best and the most. But this yeah. is the first episode where we actually want your input on who you would believe would win, uh, obviously, in these three rounds, and who do you think would win in our hero draft. So it's the first time we're trying to think... Uh, or trying to show that you guys matter. Yeah, yeah, all both of you. But uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares.